This is your host, Shepard, with Let's Think, and welcome back. We are talking about logic today. We're talking about logical fallacies and reason and and how not to let people pull the wool over our eyes, how to be savvy consumers of information. Um, You know, we, we should keep in mind that there are a lot of people out there competing for our brain space. There are people out there that are using very sophisticated methods to make sure that we buy their products. And sometimes these products are toilet paper or cigarettes or beer or uh, religion or, or whatever. There are a lot of products out there being sold. And some of them are good products, and and it would make good sense. I'm a businessman. Uh, I definitely like to package my products and services in an attractive way, and I definitely use advanced persuasion techniques to encourage people to buy my products and and services and, and my ideas. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I do think we would all be very wise to be savvy and aware of what's going on. So let's talk about uh, a very common fallacy, something that people do just constantly, and this drives me crazy. Many of my best friends do this, and they're they're even in the the liberty movement. History buffs and and conspiracy buffs uh, do this, and and they'll give an anecdote, uh, and it's not really something that proves the whole point. Uh, This is common in the health movement also. and so here's a, here's a common thing that people will do. They will say, well, this happened to uh, my relative, and so therefore it's real. Well, that's just an anecdote. Uh, that is a, a one-time thing that happened, and it is good to use that as an example perhaps, but too frequently anecdotes are combined with emotion, and we get excited about that anecdotal thing when in fact... Uh, it is just yet another example of something that has already been covered with statistics. So I, I guess my point is, if somebody is going to try to give you a statistic, they can either choose one or the other. And if they gave you the statistic, they should not also be giving you uh, anecdotes about something happening. And here's just a, an easy example would be somebody saying, uh, you know, studies have shown or the... the uh, uh, weather folks uh, have figured out what the temperatures are and and the temperatures have been as high as 102 degrees in our area this summer it is just a really hot summer okay well that is a statistic this is a scientific thing that the, the people that measure uh, temperatures the scientists uh, have gone out and they've decided well okay this is this is the highest reading is 102 degrees that's the fact, that's the statistic, that is the statistic, and there it is. The challenge then becomes when somebody's trying to impress you about how hot it is, when they then say, Oh my gosh, we have, you know, Jennifer on the line and and she says that it's a hundred and one degrees at her house. That is just ridiculous how hot it is. And then somebody will break in and say, Yes, and it was a hundred and two degrees at my house, and and well, this is just emotional excitement. These are anecdotes that don't add anything to the conversation. The cold, hard evidence was already provided. It's been as hot as 102. So unless you have new information, 
don't keep pounding that in. And, and you'll notice this right now. Uh, people will say uh, there are 500 people in this state that are currently in the hospital, and uh, these people might have other things going on that are causing them poor health, uh, but they also happen to have uh, COVID-19. And then somebody will describe how horrible the coughing is, uh, or the, the wheezing, the trying to, the gasping for air. Well, that is something that almost all human beings go, gosh, yeah, I remember a time when I was, you know, <laughs> underwater and that just felt horrible, that panicky feeling. And, and that is just horrible. And wow, this COVID-19 thing is way more serious. Well, no, we already covered that when we said that there were 500 people in the state that had COVID-19 along with whatever other ailments that they might've been in the hospital for. And we already know that COVID-19 is a, a something that affects your breathing and your lungs. And, and that's, it's a nasty thing that uh, doesn't feel good and it hurts and it, it feels like you're suffocating. We already get that. To now add example after example, and then when someone like me doesn't panic appropriately and have the correct phobia about corona, uh, then to come back and try to frighten me by saying, oh, and here's a case of Edith, and Edith has this horrible disease of, of COVID, and, and she is wheezing and coughing, and, and look at the misery that she's in. Well, that's not proving anything new. We've already talked about this. I've already agreed. Yep. COVID's out there. Nasty virus. Nastier than a lot of the other viruses. Don't want to get it. Hope I don't give it to anybody. Hope nobody gives it to me. It sucks. But I'm not getting any new information from you when you try to panic me with another example of another person that has it. And then here's an, here's a, another uh, kind of related anecdotal fallacy, uh, anecdotal evidence, uh, is to make the argument, and this is actually also an appeal to emotion, when, and that's a, another official logical fallacy if you're looking up the big long list of them, and this is the argument that, well, okay, Shepard, you can make light of it, but if it happened to your, uh, your somebody you love, your aunt, your mother, your wife, then you wouldn't be taking it so lightly. Is that a good argument? <laughs> Absolutely not. Because basically what they're saying is, well, right now, Shepard, you are looking at things with a level head. You're not emotionally tied to them. You're looking at it from a, a logic, reason, science type perspective. And you're coming to a certain conclusion. And then they're saying, but... If something happened in your life that took away your ability to be logical and reasonable and calm and scientific, and you were now overcome with emotion, then, Shepard, you would be emotional and you would think emotionally. Well, of course I would. Then you should stop listening to me. If I'm too close to it, I probably don't have uh, as good of a, a view as if I have the 30,000-foot the view from above. Uh, and this is often done by people who are saying, I was actually there. The fire was so hot. Well, we already know fires are hot. And I appreciate that you were running out of the burning building, but we already know that burning buildings are hot. And don't don't try to appeal to my emotion by saying how you help, felt the, the hair on the back of your neck uh, curling up. Well, yeah, when it's really hot, that's what happens to human hair. <laughs> this is an emotional thing that doesn't add anything uh, of substance 
to our mature, reasonable, scientific, logical, reasonable conversation. Being aware of these fallacies, along with others, uh, can really help us weed things out, can't it? And can you can you think of things? I, I bet you you've already, if you've listened to any news, I'll bet you've heard a couple of the ones, just the ones we've talked about already. I'll bet you you've heard several examples of each just today. And if you haven't, uh, swipe your, your smartphone, not while you're driving, swipe your smartphone uh, and look at any news item, any news article, and you are going to find examples of these fallacies there. And you can point them out and go, oh, yeah, that one. They're just trying to get me all emotional about something, but they've already given me the science behind it or the statistic. Well, they shouldn't be combining those. Or they're trying to say, well, yeah, but if you were emotional about it, you wouldn't be thinking straight. Well, of course I wouldn't. It's fun to be able to see when people are trying to pull things over. This is like a, a most uh, uh, commercials. When I have a commercial for my business, uh, I, I like to sell the sizzle, not the steak. Have you heard this term before? Uh, it's a big thing in advertising is, is, is people don't buy something or they don't get interested in something based on the cold, hard facts. They're interested in it because of the emotion. So you sell the sizzle, not the steak. Isn't that interesting? Think about that in commercials. Think about it when you hear my commercials. Yep, there I go. I'm selling the sizzle because I know human psychology and I'm going to work within it. And again, it's not always a bad thing. The sizzle is delicious. I, I eat steaks because of the sizzle, not because of the nutritional value they provide. It's a sizzle that I'm buying. But I should at least be aware of that. So I'm not the chump. I'm not the patsy in the case. Now, I have talked about the scientific method, and I want to make sure that that we both appreciate the distinction between the scientific method and scientists or settled science. Now, these are different things. The scientific method itself is a systematic way of looking at things and coming up with answers. And that's, a, that's good. Scientific method is wonderful. Now, is it bastardized? Yes. Is it, is it sometimes dishonest? Absolutely. Uh, can you imagine if a, a tobacco manufacturer has a study done, they pay the university, and so lots of people are getting paid their salaries and students are getting to go on field trips and do all kinds of wonderful things. Do you think maybe there's a good chance that the uh, result of this study, uh, this scientific study, would be that eh, tobacco isn't so bad? Well, of course. And if it's somebody that doesn't want tobacco and they're paying the bill, do you think maybe it'll come out saying tobacco's bad? Of course it will. If the United Nations is funding a study on climate change, do you think maybe they'll say it's a horrible problem? Do you think maybe that will be the solution uh, or the, uh, the, the result that the scientific study comes up with? Well, of course it will be. So I, I don't trust everything that a scientist says, and I suggest that you also be very careful. It's the scientific method that is good, not necessarily the process as it exists today. And we have to realize that the process will sometimes be dishonest. Sometimes it will be corrupt. And we're going to take everything with a grain of salt, as we always do, because we're savvy consumers of information. Um, if we're not, we're going to end up losing in life in a lot of different ways, uh, which, is, which is why we're examining this whole idea of logic and reason. That's why we're doing this. Uh, and let's do some more of it right after this break. Come back and we'll have some more fun. The Let's Think Show website is openlyvoluntary.com forward slash let's think.
when I was a little bitty baby, mama would rock me in the crib in the old cotton field around home. It was down in Louisiana, just about a mile. 